What is up, you guys? Welcome to another segment of Meninge Trois. I'm your hostess, Keeks, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast. What's up? What's up? What's up? I hope y'all are all having an amazing, phenomenal day. I would like to go into this episode first and foremost issuing a formal of what a formal apology because I know the production process hasn't been as you know consistent as we're all used to and I sincerely would like to apologize for that I would like to say that I'm sorry you know for the delays and me creating content I can give y'all some of the tea but I can't give y'all all of the tea because What I'm working on, it's a surprise for y'all. So I can't give y'all all all the details just yet. But that's the reason why things have been on halt, if you will. Um, Because I've been working on another big project. And and me trying to bring that project into fruition, I'm trying to make sure... I basically had a very direct route or a very specific route that I wanted to take in getting this content out to you all. But... Things aren't working out the way I thought it was going to be. I mean, they're working out, but you know, like, it's taking a little bit more time than I thought it was going to take. So, because of that, I was like, you know what, let me just go ahead, you know, give my audience some love, show them some love, you know, because I know y'all miss me, because I miss y'all. I'm so excited to be recording, because I know it's been a while. But, I want to apologize to you guys, because... I don't want y'all to feel like I neglected y'all, you know. I know I know y'all been seeing me do a lot of promo for this series and things like that, you know, asking y'all questions. I've been doing a lot of research in this topic, so I'm going to go ahead and release this first episode and talking about religion. Yes, this is the very first episode of the Religion and Spirituality series, so I hope y'all ready. I know y'all excited. Some of y'all might be, like, so eager. You just like, oh, girl, I've been waiting. Take it through the envelope. Sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna go ahead and get right into it. So first episode, I'm going to be talking about religion. As you guys know, I always have to have my core questions and focus areas that I'm going to be focusing on in this episode. So first and foremost, y'all know I got to define the term, breaking down the terminology. What is religion? Secondly, what talking about what makes a religion a religion? You know, it's really hard to kind of define what it is and trying to understand, okay, well, what is it that makes something a religion? So I'm going to be talking about that as well. Thirdly, getting into the conversation of religion versus spirituality and really comparing and contrasting the two and breaking down, okay, well, this is religion, this is spirituality. How are they similar? How are they different? Then I will also be talking about the different kinds of religions and different types of religions. I feel like sometimes when we think about different kinds of religions, we we think of specific faiths, you know, like Buddhism or Hinduism. And in me talking about, it, I'm not just going to talk about it in that aspect. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into it. Next point, I'm going to be talking about the kinds of questions that religion answer or ask and answer and really get into that conversation as to what causes people to turn to religion you know this is something that people choose to devote their entire lives to so what is it about religion that is so fulfilling for people and then finally just get into the conversation and talking about religion in modern day society because i feel like conversation surrounding religion has been so different within the past 10 years you know i just think about how religion was perceived when i was a 
child to how religion is perceived now and it's a lot of conversations going on especially with our generation so i'm gonna go ahead and talk about those things with you guys so i'm gonna go ahead and get right into it first and foremost breaking down the terminology in defining religion today our definitions come from three sources the online etymology dictionary google dictionary and merriam webster the merriam webster dictionary I chose to use the online etymology, etymology dictionary because etymology is the study of language and it really allows you to break down a term and look at the history behind a term and understanding, okay, what cultures have influenced this language and creating it and things like that. And I feel like I said that in a previous episode and telling you guys how, how I discovered this dictionary, but I'm definitely going to be using this for future episodes. So I just wanted to throw that in there for you guys again. So, the online etymology dictionary defines religion. Before I even say how it defines religion, I actually have to take you guys through the process and telling you how the term has transformed through time. So, they have like a roadmap that they pretty much take you through and helping you understand, okay, this word was influenced by this and then at another time it became this and then at another time it became that and then it became this and this is how we know it and understand it today so i'm gonna go ahead and take you guys through the remote the roadmap and helping you understand the the science behind the term within itself and in addition to helping you guys also understand how we became to understand and know the religion that we know today in uh, in the context of the term itself. So, religion started out as religionem. Now, wait, 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 wait. Before I even get into this, y'all... And me trying to, you know, break down, you know, the science behind the words and everything like that. I was struggling a little bit with pronouncing the words. So if I don't pronounce it right, I'm sorry. I did go back and replay these things. So I actually have the phonetics written down so I know how to pronounce them. But I don't need y'all laughing at me, you know. So let me just throw that in there. Okay. So religionem is Latin. And religionem with the Latin context when you define it it means to have respect for what is sacred it means having reverence for the gods conscientiousness having a sense of right and moral obligation having divine service having religious observance a religion a faith a mode of worship a cult sanctity holiness and that's for the term religionem. Then we get another definition, if you will, by the 5th century. And this was influenced by Late Latin. And the additional, defini- uh, the additional definition that was added to religionem was having a monastic life. Then we go into the 11th century and the term has an Anglo-French influence. And the Anglo-French defined, well, they changed the word from religionem, then it became religion. Religion, as defined by the Anglo-French context, means to have a state of life bound by monastic vows, a conduct indicating a belief in a divine power. Then our final influence comes from 
the old French, and that's how we get the term religion, R-E-L-I-G-I-O-N. And with that influence, religion becomes defined as devotion and pertaining to a religious community. Now, I want to kind of explain that a little bit more because I'm not sure if you guys really understand the time frame within the, the term and the history of it. So basically, before religion became religion, it's like it was a baby and it grew to be an adult. Let's just say, use that metaphor. So when, before religion became a became religion, when it was a baby, it was religionem. Then it became religion. Let's say if it was religion when it was like a teenager or something. And then it became religion. That's like the adult version of the word religion. Now, I want to um talk about the definitions within the terms that the online etymology dictionary discusses. Actually, I'm going to go back and do that. I'm going to go ahead and get through the other definitions and I'll come back to it. Our next definition comes from Google Dictionary. Google defines religion as the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal God or gods. And even with the Google Dictionary, you see the you see some of the history behind the term itself. So it tells you that it has a Latin influence coupled with an old French influence. Their Latin influence is actually a little bit different. They said that it was religare, then it became religio, then it became religion. And when I was looking at when I was looking up the definitions of those terms, religare means to bind and religio which is basically the same as religionem because I actually have that in my notes as well um, as mentioned in the online etymology dictionaries pretty much all the definitions I gave before and then religion is to have a life under monastic vows our final definition comes from the Merriam-Webster dictionary the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines religion as the state of a religious I don't like that definition Moving forward, the state, sorry, not the state, the service and worship of God or the supernatural, commitment or devotion to religious faith or observance, a personal set of institutionalized, I read that wrong, a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. Uh, what else do I have here? A cause a principle or system of beliefs held to with ardor and faith. So now that we have all of these definitions, I want to go ahead and kind of piece them all together because we see some similarities and we see some differences. One reason, another reason why I chose to use the online etymology dictionary as a source is because I'm able to trace how the terminology change through time i'm able to see how the definition and the context surrounding the term has changed through time so let's say for example with the latin influence the very first term religionem we have these broad definitions you know having respect for what's sacred and religious observance and a faith a mode of worship and moral obligation a sense of right and wrong conscientiousness so you kind of have these things that are kind of scattered, but they have similarities in a sense that, you know, I don't even know if you can say that they have similarities, but you can definitely see how these things are kind of just being pieced together to, to create this term, this umbrella term. 
Then we get the late Latin influence that comes in the 5th century, and that adds in having a monastic life. So when you have that monastic life context to it, that really, that adds the devotion to it, you know? So it's not just having this and doing this and being that. It's a commitment to it. And then with the old French influence, you see the religious community. So now you have like a community sense to it. So a sense of belonging. Now it's a group. Now it's almost like a a family, but I feel like community is the best term to use. It's a community thing. So it's not, it goes from individual to devotion to collective a collective belief a set of beliefs that are followed and well yeah a set of beliefs that are followed by a collective group y'all get where i'm going so even with the other definitions you know coming from google and miriam webster you kind of get some of that you know i feel like the miriam webster dictionary definitely goes more into detail um compared to google But after doing my research and really studying the terminology, I did find some very concrete things about religion. I'm going to go ahead and share those things with you guys. So after doing research and hearing about all these definitions, there are some things that we can say that religion is. And that is religion requires you to have belief in a supernatural being and or beings. Religion includes having a worship, a very specific worship of objects and spirits and or entities. Religion can come with the code of ethics for believers to live by. Religion requires devotion and commitment to the surrounding community, internal community, beliefs and practices. Religion is precise in what to believe, who to believe in, how to worship, and how to live. And overall, religion is a practice that was created by humans to enhance and strengthen the relationships between the supernatural and human beings. Supernatural meaning the highest power or entity or whomever is being worshiped by the people. So, you know, for some of us, it's God. For some, for others, it's God by another name. All of those things tied together, that's what religion is. And when you think about it, no matter what your um, religious beliefs may be, if you have them, that's, that is what religion is. You know, religion is very concrete and specific in telling you what to believe in, how to have your relationship with God and how to worship and when to commune with God and things like that. That's what religion is. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in detail, but I'm going to go ahead and move forward to the next segment. So secondly, what makes a religion a religion? I'm going to be honest with y'all, this was the hardest part of the research because it's so hard to define what makes. It's not hard. It can be hard to define religion, but it's more so, it's more challenging to 
try to determine what counts as a religion and what doesn't. Because in doing my research, you know, even in having a terminology and breaking down what is religion and what it does and things like that, you can see that it's broad and it can be very specific. But at the same time, even in breaking down a term and trying to understand it, there's some religions that will not be considered a religion just because they're missing one component of the definition if that makes sense so i did come across an article that um had this three-point checklist and helping you understand what well no and helping you and helping you making that determination and understanding what makes a religion a religion and they pretty much have like a checklist like it has to have this it has to have this it have to have this and if it don't have these three things then it doesn't count as a religion but even in having these three points i could be honest with y'all like you can skate around it like if this is what we're going by anything can count as a religion and who are you to tell someone that what their beliefs are isn't isn't sacred you know that's where it gets really funny because I feel like that's the politics of religion. You know, you can't tell someone, oh, well, this isn't sacred. If it's sacred to them, who are you to tell them that? But I'm going on a tangent and I'm ranting a bit. So I'm going to go ahead and get into this three-point checklist for you guys. Um, but I do have a couple of quotes I want to share with you guys. Um, one of them came from this amazing article uh, titled Religions. And it's by BBC.com. UK. They said religion can be defined, no, religion can be explained as a set of beliefs concerning the cause, nature, and purpose of the universe, especially when considered as the creation of a superhuman agency or agencies, usually involving devotional and ritual observances and often containing a moral code governing the conduct of human affairs, end quote. My next quote comes from uh, the website titled allaboutreligion.org and they have an article titled Meaning of Religion. They just have facts about religion. This quote reads, religion is a fundamental set of beliefs and practices generally agreed upon by a group of people. These set of beliefs concern the cause, nature, and purpose of the universe and involve devotional and ritual observances. They also often contain a moral code governing the conduct of human rights. So you see, end quote, sorry. But you see at the end how they said they also often contain, but they're not saying that it has to. But now I'm going to go ahead and get into this three-point checklist. All right, what makes a religion a religion? According to the United States, there are three things that has to be taken into consideration in order for something to be considered as a religion. First and foremost, it must address fundamental and ultimate questions having to do with deep and imponderable matters. What does that mean? It basically means it has to answer those real complex questions, those real philosophical questions, you know, questions like, what is my purpose in life? Why do we suffer? Is there life after death? Why do I exist? Why am I here? All those kinds of questions. A religion has to answer those questions and I guess you can even say like start conversations pertaining to those philosophical questions. Secondly, in order for a religion to be considered a religion, 
it must have a belief system as opposed to an isolated teaching. Now, I want to go into that because I want to really help people understand, okay, well, what's the difference between having a belief system compared to having an isolated teaching? I'm sorry for interrupting this amazing episode, but allow me to take one minute of your time just to let you guys know, your girl is looking for sponsors. If you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, feel free to contact me by email at meninjetois at gmail.com. Maybe you're looking for a little promo. Maybe you're looking to increase your sales. Whatever it is, we can work together. So if you are interested in sponsoring this podcast, Meninjetois, feel free to contact me via email at meninjetois at gmail.com. I'd like to thank y'all for tuning in. Let's get back to the episode. An isolated teaching is something that a person can learn by themselves. It's not something that has to be taught by another person or in a context of religion, something that has to be taught by a collective group. Whereas having a belief system is like having a multitude of beliefs that work together to birth this belief. I don't like that I use belief so many times, but let's just say, for example, with the Christianity faith. Um, When it comes to Christianity, you know, there are certain beliefs that Christians believe. Christians believe in Jesus Christ. You know, they believe in the Trinity. I should say that first and foremost, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They believe in Jesus Christ as being the Son of God who returned to earth and who was the living sacrifice so that humans could be forgiven of all their sins. And they believe that Jesus resurrected and um, rose, you know, went to heaven. And by Jesus dying on a cross and resurrecting, he's pretty much cleansed all of us of our sins. That those are, let's just say, those are three beliefs that Christians believe. So all three of those beliefs work together to birth what we call or what we what we have or label as Christianity. All religions have to have a belief system that has all these different beliefs that work together to basically maintain the religious will. I like that. I'm going to leave it there. The third and final point that is to be taken into consideration when looking at what makes a religion a religion is that it has to be recognized by the presence of certain formal and external signs. And I took this as a form of symbolism, having various forms of of symbolism. So you know how different religions have their statues and they have their rituals and they have their worship practices. They have chants. Some have uh, certain lifestyle changes. You know, some have certain clothing that they wear um, and temples and things like that. Those are things that specify what kind of religion it is or what the religion is so let's just say for example in buddhism they have the statue of buddha that is a symbol for the buddhist faith um some might even add the orange what do you call those oh i don't want to use the wrong word oh the orange outfits that monks wear some would also add that that is a form of symbolism for the Buddhists or for Buddhist believers, things like that. So just do a recap of all three things to be considered and factored into 
determining what makes a religion a religion first and foremost it must address the fundamental and philosophical questions having to do with the deep and imponderable matters things such as why do we suffer is there life after death what is my purpose in life and why do i exist so on and so forth secondly it must have a belief system as opposed to having an isolated teaching or being an isolated teaching and finally it can be recognized by the presence of certain formal and external signs such as temples statues chants um worship practices uh did i say temples already i did say temples (laughs) my fault but things like that now going into the next component talking about religion versus spirituality now religion and spirituality is one of those things where it's like it's I know before I started doing research on this topic it was really hard for me to try to differentiate the two because I really just had to take a moment to sit back and be like okay well what is religion how do I know that this is religion well what is spirituality and how do I know that this is spirituality and I could be completely honest with y'all and saying that it was tough like it was easier for me to identify religion than it was than it was for me to identify spirituality because the way that I was brought up spirituality and religion were synonymous you know it was like you couldn't have a spirituality if you didn't have the religious component you couldn't yeah that's that's exactly what it was so because I was brought up on that it was hard for me to try to separate the two and feel like okay well I can still practice spirituality without being religious. And that's another reason why I decided to make this episode because, you know, I feel like that's something that I hear often. And that's also something that I was saying once upon a time, like, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And then it came to a point where I'm like, okay, well, Keeks, what does that even mean? To be be spiritual but non-religious. And I feel like for those of us that do say things like that, it's great you know to say that but know what you're saying and then when it does pertain to uh you being spiritual and non-religious knowing what kind of spirits that you are um what kind of spirits are you gravitating towards i feel like that's very important but that's a whole nother conversation so When it came to me trying to compare and contrast religion and spirituality, one of the things that I knew first and foremost is that religion is very precise. It's very specific. As I mentioned previously, religion tells you what to believe in, who to believe in, and how to do it, how to follow it. Religion is like one of those things like, it's something that someone creates for you and you just follow it spirituality is the complete opposite of that spirituality is something that is more open in spirituality is something that individuals create for themselves and I don't want to talk too much about spirituality because I'm going to be doing another episode talking about that as well so I actually just want to focus more on religion for this segment But yes, religion is very specific in its beliefs, its practices, its rituals, and its ethics. Another thing I would add about religion is that it's cultural, which I would even say that spirituality is also cultural, but I feel like religion is also one of those things that's influenced by, um, what am I trying to say? Like, 
social history, you know, it's influenced by government, it's influenced it's influenced by economics, whereas spiritual spirituality, I don't feel like spirituality is that. I feel like maybe it can be, but no, not really. Um Religion is also systemic, meaning that it is automated and routine. So it's something, for it to be something that is man-made and something that was created centuries ago, it, it doesn't really see too many modifications. Sometimes religion comes off as being outdated because it, it was created centuries ago and, you know, times are so different now compared to how they were 800 centuries ago so when it comes to people trying to follow a religion that's one conflict that they may have because they feel like it's outdated and it doesn't apply to modern culture and then or modern day culture and even when you do try to make it apply to modern day culture you know everyone has their own interpretations and how they perceive things and how um, they interpret things and how things should be done but religion leaves very little room for change and I've seen that and experienced that another thing I want to add about religion is that it assigns roles and responsibilities religion tells you what to do and what you're going to be doing religion doesn't really allow you to figure it out yourself and that's another issue that I have with religion because I feel like when it comes to well I guess I should just reiterate that religion and spirituality are not the same but I do feel that when people created religion they created it with the intentions of trying to help people better navigate their relations their relationships with the highest power but you know when power and greed and authority get in the way it just becomes about power and authority I feel like the good kind of dissipates from the foundation and it just becomes about power and authority but I believe that religion assigns roles in a sense that it tells you where you can go and what you're allowed to do so let's just take for example and I'm speaking from my own experiences here I grew up in uh, I was brought up in a Christian faith and one of the things I remember hearing when I was going to church, this is one of the times when my mom was going to church like all the time, um, the pastors would talk about how women couldn't be pastors and how women shouldn't be pastors. Women shouldn't be the head of the church. And I mean, when I was a child, I didn't understand it, but it was one of those things where it's like we went to this church and this pastor said this, but then we go to this church and there's not only... um a pastor not saying anything like that but the pastor who's speaking is a woman and I personally like her better than the other dang on pastor so you know it was just one of those things that was just really confusing and I really didn't understand it because I was a child and I was just like okay well why is it that women can't be leaders of the church like is it one of those things where it's sexist and it's like oh well a woman should just do this and not do that so that was another issue that I personally had when it came to religion, you know, just seeing how it was very, it could be oppressive at times, you know, it could be sexist and homophobic and it could be very divisive. And I know that that's another issue that people have when it comes to religion, because I feel like religion is supposed to be one of those things that's supposed to help unite people. But religion seems like it divides people even more 
and it's exclusive and sometimes the people that belong to these religious groups you know they come off as being very judgmental they come off as being or thinking that they're better than the next person and trying to look down upon someone and that really doesn't no one wants to gravitate no one gravitates to that if you're not going to you can't preach this message of love and yeah, you can't preach this message of love if the people within your congregation don't even exemplify that. They don't even exude that. They're looking down on people. They're talking down on people. And, you know, they're just being very prejudiced in their own ways. Like, no one's going to gravitate to that. And I know that that's another reason why people have turned away from the church. Because they feel like, you know, like, y'all think y'all better than the next person. And at the same time, you don't know anything about me. And not only that, you're not even trying to talk to me. You're just trying to force your beliefs upon me without listening. And... I've read, I'm going to talk about this when I um, do my episode and talking about Christianity, but yo, like when it comes to Christianity, y'all child of the Lord, whoo, that's going to be a long episode, but I'm not going to go too much into it, but um, religion doesn't really allow people to choose where they want to go and it really doesn't allow people to learn how to get closer to God for themselves is more so of someone telling you what to do and you're just following it following orders another thing about religion is that it assigns higher deities communities and lifestyles so again this is kind of one of those things where it's like it tells you what to do how to do it rather than giving you the choice to make those decisions for yourself well, this is the God that we believe in. The God that we believe in does this, this, and that. He believes this, this, and that. He believes this, this, and that. Ain't no she. And the God that we believe in, you gotta, you, he, he don't, he don't condone this. He don't support this. He's not for this. He's not about this. And the God that we believe, you know, he say, you gotta give up this and you gotta renounce this and you can't be doing this and you can't be doing that. Like, people will seriously hear these things sometimes and be like okay but are you like God's personal messenger like has he talked to you personally and some people will tell you yeah I talk to God all the time <coughs> but then it's like other people will begin to have trust issues with that because they're like okay well why isn't God talking to me God hasn't told me anything like that so how the heck is God talking to you about me when me and God like I'm a child of God just like you're a child of God but just because you belong to this and you did this like it's it's a lot that goes into it but the point that I'm getting at is that religion doesn't allow people to make choices for themselves religion is one of those things that thinks for you and that does the work for you You just follow the order because it's easier for you to do you don't really take the time to and I'm not gonna say people don't take the time to ask questions and things like that because I do believe you know you definitely ask questions I know even in me growing up um with my faith I began to ask questions but for a long time I was scared to ask questions because it's like when you start questioning a God it was one of those things where it's like it was taboo you never question God you question God what's wrong with you it was just something that you didn't do so 
that wasn't something that I was taught growing up that it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to question God sometimes because it was one of those things where it's like, no, this is just something that you don't do and you just don't do it because you don't do it. But there's no explanation. It's kind of like when parents will discipline their children just for asking a question. A child can, you know, a parent could tell a child to do something and a parent would be like, no, the child, the parent could tell the child to do something and a child would be like, why? The parent would be like, why are you asking me questions? You do it because I told you to. Rather than just giving a child a simple answer and telling them, well, I need you to do this because such and such, such and such. Parents just get so defensive and, you know, they get all big mad when a child's just asking you a question. And I feel like when it comes to religion, sometimes it can be that same way. Like you don't ask questions about certain things, you just do it. And you don't ask questions because you just don't ask questions about certain things. And the moment you do find yourself asking questions, then it's like, oh, well, you're not doing something right. Oh, well, your faith isn't strong enough. Oh, well, you're being like, it's all this bad stuff rather than like understanding, rather than accepting the questioning as a growing process, as it being a part of your growth. Because... Obviously, if you knew all the answers, then you wouldn't ask questions. But obviously, there's some things that you are not clear about and you need more direction and understanding and you want to know more about those things. So I don't feel like you should be shunned for asking questions. I feel like I went on a little bit of a rant there. But to add on, religion is structured. Religion is created by people. And religion can be controlling I don't feel like religion allows too much freedom and it definitely depends on how devoted the individual is to the faith because you know you have some people like let's just say for example when it comes to Christianity again you have some people that go to church you know every Sunday Wednesday Thursday Friday Monday they going to church so much they live at the church they volunteering they they are so immersed in the church then you have some people that just go to church on Sundays you know and then you know that's it um what was the point of me saying that crap I had a point crap 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 uh I can't remember if it comes back to me I'm gonna say it again but there was a point in me saying all that but I just forgot I'm sorry to interrupt this phenomenal episode, but allow me to take one minute of your time to give y'all some announcements really quick. First and foremost, make sure you follow your girl on social media. You guys can find and follow me at Meninjetwa. Search that ad name. You guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meninjetwa. Secondly, and lastly, make sure you guys tune into my most recent episode. The most recent episode I did was a collaboration piece I did with my friend Darnell Welch. You guys can find his podcast, The Mikado, available everywhere that you can find and stream my podcast. I'm featured on the episode titled Who We Are. So again, make sure you guys subscribe and tune into that on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, CastBox, and Radio Public. Again, that is the Mikado, spelled M-C-H-A-K-A-T-O. Make sure y'all subscribe and check that out. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Let's get back to the episode. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward to our next point, religion types. Now, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, you know, when we talk about religion types, 
we tend to only think about the different kinds of religion. Well, not the different kinds of religion. The different, yeah, the specific types of religion like Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Muslim, Confucianism, Judaism, Shinto, uh, what else is there? Satanism, atheism, which I guess you can consider that a religion. Um, or I guess you will consider that a religion. And things such as that, but I don't think we too often really get into the details of understanding the different types of religion. And when I say the different types of religion, I mean understanding, okay, is this a poly... What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> um, mon- monotheism, pantheism, atheism, polytheism. What do all those words mean, Keeks? It's okay, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. That's why I'm here, you guys. That's why I'm here. All right, so... Why talk about the different types of religion? Because this helps you better understand the different kinds of religion. So let's say, for example, you have Hinduism. Hinduism is a religion, yes. What kind of religion is Hinduism? I would say that Hinduism is... Hmm. I would say that Hinduism is Pali. An example of polytheism. Because it it pertains to having belief in more than one God. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about these terms first and I'm going to go ahead and get back to it. Okay. So our first term is monotheism. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines monotheism as the doctrine or belief that there is but one God. Believing in one God. Now I know there are some religions we could think of right away that feels this way. Um, Muslim, Christianity, is Buddhism? I don't know if Buddhism is or not. But those are two religions I can think of right away that are monotheists. Our next term, polytheism. As defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, polytheism is belief in or worship of, of more than one God, having multiple gods. Hinduism is an example of that one. Our next term, pantheism. Pantheism, as defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, means to have a doctrine that equates God with the forces and laws of the universe. Also have another another definition that comes from yourdictionary.com, and they define pantheism as the belief that that all the forces in the universe are God. The doctrine that God is not a personality, but that all laws, forces, manifestations, and etc. of the universe are God. The belief that God and the universe are one in the same. That's pantheism. I've come to understand that a lot of African, um, a lot of African religions are pantheists. Well, I won't say a lot, but a few that I've read about are pantheists. And then the next and final term I have is atheism. Atheism, as defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, is having a lack of belief or a strong disbelief in the existence of God or any gods. It's a philosophical or religious position characterized by disbelief in the existence of a God, in the existence of a God or any gods. Now, I don't know if there's any religions that would count as being atheists other than being atheists. Um, I don't even know. 
I guess maybe even Scientology. I have to do more research into Scientology to see how they, um, what's their beliefs on God and things like that. But I'm going to go ahead and look into that. But these are, I chose to talk about these things because I feel like this helps us better understand religions. You know, it's one thing to know what the religion is it's one thing to know what the religion is but it's better when you're able to thoroughly understand the kind of religion that it is and understanding the kind of relationship that religion requires you to have with God now I didn't make this episode to talk down on religion and if I did come off that way I am sincerely sorry I did make this episode to educate and to inform um And if I came off as being demeaning and me talking about some of my past experiences, I'm sorry, not talking down on any religion or any religious faiths, but I feel that, and I know that religion is something that people cling to. Religion is something that people turn to when you do seek a fulfillment from the supernatural and you do seek guidance and you want help and you want assistance and you really just want to feel whole again so you will turn to religion because religion was created lord them fireworks religion was created to help humans have stronger relationships with the supernatural so i understand and know that people turn to religion and that's okay it's not a bad thing if you are religious I just want to add that if you do choose, excuse me, if you do choose to participate in that, it is best to be well informed and to know what you are getting yourself into and to do your own research and understanding your religion for yourself. Because if you, if you're going to follow something, it's best that you know best, you know what's best for you and that you know what it is that you are pursuing. Because people are going to have opinions that say this and this and that. And they're going to have their own beliefs and things like that. But as long as your beliefs are solid and you know what it is and what it means to you, that's all that matters. Who care what anybody else say? If it's doing something for you, do it. Forget what anybody else has to say. It's nothing wrong to be... There's nothing wrong with being religious. And I feel like religion... Not even religion. I feel like the relationship that an individual has with God that's between them and God that's not something that anybody else can come between and if you allow other people to come between that then that's on you and maybe that's something that you need to have a conversation with God about but in choosing to pursue religion I just want to make sure that we all are well informed in the things that we're getting ourselves into and also an understanding that no religion has a perfect history every religion has some type of ugly history no religion is better than another no matter what people are going to say you're going to have some people that be like well shoot you I don't know about that child I'm this and my faith is definitely better than that like no 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 religion is better than the next religion they're all man-made okay they all have their agendas okay and they were created to to help people have stronger connections to god no one can tell you how to connect with the highest power that's something that you feel 
Sometimes religion or participating in some religious activities helps with that because it helps you tap into that spiritual part of yourself. And it's okay. It is okay. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has this all figured out. No matter how good they try to look and how high they try to talk, like nobody has this figured out. I felt like I know I'm going on a rant a little bit, but I feel like somebody needs to hear this. For real, for real. So if you do choose to participate in religion, I just want, you know, and encourage everyone to be well informed and taking the time to do research and um study and ask questions. Ask as many questions as possible. It's okay to ask questions. Anybody who tell you can't ask questions, the devil is a lie. Moving forward. I just want to drop some examples of different um religious faiths. So as I've you all have heard me say previously, you know, of course, there's Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Muslim, Judaism. Um, I learned about some other religions in doing my research. There's paganism. Definitely going to be doing some research on that. Confucianism. I've heard of that before. Scientology. Shinto. Zoroastrianism. <laughs> Let's try this again. Zoroastrianism. I think I pronounced that right. It starts with a Z. It's a religion. <laughs> I'm going to find out more about that, especially because I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think I did it right because it looks like I pronounced it right. Um, This is what I don't like, okay? So when it comes to African religion, it's just clumped together as African religion. I don't like that. You know why? Because Africa isn't just one country. Africa, here's that rant again. Africa is a continent, damn it. Africa is a continent with over 40 countries. Every country doesn't practice the same religion. So because every country doesn't practice the same religion, why are we just clumping all African religions in one group? There's different type of African religions, yo. I have a book called African Religion. And... I just don't like that people just clump things pertaining to African culture in one big clump as if there's no diversity. That really aggravates me. But you know what? We're going to save that for another episode. Um, But African religion is very diverse. Just want to let y'all know, you know, it's not just, oh, African religion. There's different types. There's different kinds. And I'm actually going to be talking about those as well. And while I'm on this subject, feel free to let me know religions that y'all want to hear me talk about. You know, other than Buddhism, Hinduism, Muslim, Christianity, and Judaism. Those, you know, they're well known and very influential. What other religions would you like you guys, would you guys like to hear me talk about? I'm going to run a poll on Twitter. I'm going to make posts on Instagram and on Facebook asking y'all what religions would y'all like to hear me talk about what y'all want me to do research on, what y'all want to learn about. Because this is the y'all, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm learning too, but you know, what y'all want to know, be sure to hit me up and let me know. Final, well, not final, but moving forward, what questions does religion ask? What is it about religion that people turn to it and seek to obtain in turning to religion? Those philosophical questions that you guys heard me mention earlier. What is the meaning of life? What is my purpose in life? Is there life after death? What does that look like? What does that mean for me now? 
Who am I? Why is there suffering in the world? Questions like that, those are questions that religion seek to answer. And those are not easy questions to answer because, you know, it's not something that's right in your face. You know, with us being human and just being very complex beings, there's some things we know. There's a lot of things we don't know. There's a lot of things we do know. <laughs> Want to change that up a bit. There's a lot of things we do know. There's a lot of things we don't know. But when it comes to understanding our purpose in life, our calling, our um, why we were created, why we're here, where we, what, what are we supposed to do here? Those are things that we learn. I feel like we find the answers to those things just in living and through experiences. Religion seeks to help us find the answers to those questions by giving us a sense of belonging. That's one thing I can add about religion as well because it does have a communal component to it. It also gives you a place to belong. It feels like it gives you something to believe in and you know. You don't even have to... I'm going to say that you don't have to question it because you do question it. But it's one of those things where it's like, well, I believe this and my faith is anchored in this. So even if I question it from time to time, I know that this is what it is. And it's like, if you do question it from time to time, how are you sure that that is what it is? But again, that's me going on another tangent. Um, religion gives you gives people something to belong to because it pretty much answers those questions for you. And you're not the only person that asks these questions and that seeks the, that seeks the answers to these questions. So now you have a group of people that ask these same questions, that have these same questions, and you guys can commune together and I guess like in a sense like find those answers together. And people, again, turn to religion because, you know, there's a lot of things that we experience that we go through in life, you know, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And sometimes religion is that outlet, that go to outlet that people go that people turn to when they are on the brink of giving up, when they are on the brink of letting go, when they don't feel like they can continue on anymore. And that's why I was also saying that. If you choose to participate in a religion, it's okay. Do you. Because you never know what that can do for another person. And just because you don't understand it, and you may not get it, that's not for you to understand. And maybe it's not for you to get. Obviously, that person is getting something. Something that they was seeking to have, and they found it. So let them be, and let them be great. Um... And that kind of brings me to my next point and just talking about the issues with religion today. Because, again, our generation, we have a lot of issues when it comes to religion. You know, I kind of talked about them briefly earlier and just saying how a lot of us are saying that we're more spiritual and not religious because of a lot of reasons. You know, we find religion to be very restrictive and we're the generation of no labels. All right. We don't like labeling. (laughs) 
we don't like labeling anything because we feel that in labeling things, you're restricting it. And I think that's from us understanding the English language in a way that no one else understands. When you put a label on something, you are... You're controlling the story behind that piece. Let's just say, for example, if you're labeling a person's sexuality, you're saying what it is just as much as you're saying what it isn't. When you put a label on something, you're being very specific in what you're declaring and speaking on. So when it comes to religion in our generation, we feel that gen- that religion is just so restricting and restraining in a sense that it doesn't allow people to, it don't give you any wiggle room in a sense that it really don't encourage you to ask questions. Religion doesn't change. Religion is one of those things, like as I said, it's man-made and it was created centuries ago, but how often do we really see it change through time? It's the same routines, the same teachings, the same philosophies, like no modifications. They're supposed to be the same all through time? We don't like that because we understand that society changes Things change, people change, cultures change, rules change, a lot of things change. So if there, if something isn't changing, it's not growing. And when it comes to religion, you know, like, I do feel like it definitely depends on the type of atmospheres that you enter, you know, because not all temples are homophobic or not all temples are misogynist or not all temples are you know like it definitely depends on the people that are hosting that facility but oftentimes it's a lot of misogyny sexism homophobia going on that's the common trend when it comes to religion and Our generation is also a generation where we're more open to things that a lot of past generations weren't open to, specifically in talking about homosexuality and identifying with the LGBTQIA community. We're more more open and welcoming to that. And because we are, a lot of religions aren't They aren't, which is another reason why a lot of people belonging to my generation turn away from religion because they pretty much tell people, oh, well, your your lifestyle is not of God and God does not approve of this, where it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you're judging and God is love. And if God is love, God's love exceeds all things. God doesn't have discrimination in his love he doesn't have prejudice in his love so if god has and i'm just using his you know just ride the wave if god isn't prejudiced in his love then who are you to tell me that god won't approve of who i am when god created me another thing about religion very divisive 
I know I said that, and you know, just talking about it being um, misogynist and homophobic and prejudice. Another thing about religion, and we've been hearing about this for years now, abuse. There's abuse that takes place in a lot of religious faiths. Yo, Nature Valley sent me this video a month ago talking about um, Hinduism and how they promote sex work. And just watching that video, man, it's it's it blew my mind. It it blew my mind because the religion within itself pretty much condones child prostitution. Yes. I'm going to see if I can post a link to the video um, on Twitter. But, yeah. So, I said that to add that religion isn't perfect. And some people have had very traumatic experiences from their religious faiths you know whether if it happened in a temple or in a church or with the leader of their religious group where they're being sexually abused people have had traumatic experiences with this how can you expect someone who has had such a traumatic experience with this to cling to go to it with open arms run to it with open arms like yes i'm here i want it when it's very traumatic and abusive and not just in a physical sense verbally abusive emotionally abusive talking down on people and telling them what you're doing is wrong god does not approve he doesn't love you like that yo abusive no one wants that no one's going no one's running to that another thing about religion being so damn judgmental no i talked about this earlier but being so judgmental it's not your place to judge anyone I'm pretty sure you don't have all your ducks in a row, and I'm pretty sure you don't have all your marbles either, sweetie. No. Um, Another thing about religion, it having an ugly history. And I know I've seen this, I've been following this conversation with Christianity um, in relation to the black community, because I would hear hear some black people say, oh, Christianity, that's the white man's religion, and things like that. Um, I'm going to definitely dive into that when I when I drop my episode talking about Christianity so y'all can definitely look forward to that conversation but really just adding that component adding that component and understanding that no religion is clean and no religion has a clean history trust me everybody done did they dirt everybody done participate in some type of mass some type of uh massacre and um pillage of some sort of fashion but we'll talk about that when I release the episodes um Another one, sometimes religion comes off as being illogical. I know it's one of those things where it's like, when it comes to supernatural, the supernatural, not everything can be explained in a way that is going to make logical sense. Because that's the beauty in the supernatural. It's not something that's natural. It exceeds what's natural. And because it exceeds what's natural, it's not always going to be understood. But I don't think that's something that people always understand about religion. Like, it's not math and science. Not just religion, but spirituality as well. It's not math and science. I mean, it's science to a, to a T, but 
it's not always something that you can see. It seriously is, it's a coupling of what you feel, of what you know, of what you see. It's like all of your senses coming together. But I feel like people be like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense because this doesn't make sense. And that doesn't make sense because of that. Like, it's not, (laughs) it's not trying to find a good metaphor. I can't think of one. But the point is, it's not always something that can be explained. And that's one of the beauties um, in spirituality. And then I think that's also one of the beauties in religion at times, too, is that, you know, it's not something that can be explained. It's something that you feel. And sometimes what you feel, you can't explain to other people. They just got to feel it and experience it for themselves. Another issue that people have with religion is the fact that it includes a middleman. And people having relationships with God and us having our individual relationships with God, we like to be able to have our relationships with God without having a middleman. We want to be able to talk to God and we want to talk to God. And, you know, we don't need no no third party eavesdropping and getting in on this. What are you here for? I can do this by myself. Religion encourages having a middleman in a sense that the middleman helps you is supposed to help you to um nourish and nurture your relationship with God and telling you things to do to get closer to God and serve as a guide but some people don't like that because they feel like okay well I just want to do this for myself rather than having anyone else involved And that's one of the things about religion because it's not something that's individual, like it's collective. And then the final points I have are the fact that religion calls for a change in lifestyle, but it doesn't always change within itself. So that when I said that I was speaking to the point of it being outdated, religion sometimes calls for people to stop doing certain things that they did. And renounce those things and people kind of feel like, okay, well, how are you going to ask me to do this and change this about myself when you can't even change this and this and this about this pertaining to the faith within itself? And I think another reason why it could be hard for religion to change, and I know I'm saying this out loud, I just kind of had this thought, is because religion is international. It's not something that's just immediate to a town. It's not something that's just local to a city. You can be Buddhist in New York City of New York, but you're not the only Buddhist, and I'm pretty sure your group is not the only Buddhist group. You got Buddhism being practiced all across the United States, all throughout the United States. You have Buddhism being practiced all throughout the continent of Asia. That's international. So that's another reason why it's hard for religion to change at times, because it's so massive and Because it is massive, it's international. Because it is international, it's culturally different. And because it is culturally different, not all cultures are going to be welcome and open to change. Because they're going to feel like, well, we don't have that over here. We don't practice that over here. We don't allow that over here. So we're not about to sit up here and make this grand gesture and changing every single thing about this faith just because you're choosing to do that. And at the same time, I don't know if all religions have like a freaking, uh, I mean, cause it is, it is a business in a sense. And 
because of that, that's why I'm saying I'm kind of hesitant in saying like, I'm not sure if they all have like, oh, well, I'm the CEO of Buddhism. I'm the CEO of Christianity. Nice to meet you. You know, like it ain't, it ain't like they, they actually pass in laws like, okay, well, this is the new law of Christianity. We have to like, it's not, it's politics, but it's not politics in the way that we think of it. It's governance, but it's not govern government in the way that we think of it. Additional points, not understanding it, people not understanding religion, people not wanting to participate in it, and conforming and not having any free freedom of thought. You're just turning to it without really trying to understand it for yourself and get to know things for yourself in exploring and doing research for yourself. These are all issues that people have with religion. And because of these things, these are reasons why people turn away from religion. And there's many, many more reasons why people turn away from religion, but or uh, many, many more reasons of many, many more additional issues that people have with religion. But these are just some that I found in doing my research and even in me just doing some reflecting and just having conversations with people that I took down in my notes. But I said all this to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Um, Religion. Religion wasn't created with bad intentions. Religion is seriously one of those things that was created to help people understand and get closer to the supernatural. Kind of like education. Education isn't bad. Education was created to help inform the masses, to help people learn and grow and find their passions and things like that. We can't dismantle and shun education just because the educators within the system of education are corrupt. Just like we shouldn't dismantle Religion just because the people that participate in religion are corrupt. Not saying that we should let these niggas keep being corrupt. No. (laughs) Get them, put them in jail. Punish. Like, you know, like, things like that. But I felt like religion is one of those things that people really don't try to understand too much. Because, you know, we have our own beliefs and we have our own mind made ups about things you know and sometimes I go back and forth about it too honestly because you know I have my own issues when it comes to religion and when it comes to specific religions and things like that but I don't feel like we should hate the what is it they say they say don't hate the player hate the game I feel like when it comes to religion, don't hate the game, hate the player. Really don't hate anyone because that's not good. But I just use that metaphor because that's the first thing I could think about. But I don't think we should shun and demean religion as a whole because it does offer something unique. And it does bring a lot of... um it offers a lot to people and may it may not be something that we can always understand but just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean that it's not going to work for the next person now we definitely do need to speak up again speak out about um all the injustices that are being practiced and the abuse and things like that those things definitely need to uh uh-uh no 
we need to get rid of those things. But again, it's going to take something for all of us to come together and speak out about. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I'm reaching my mark, you guys. And I know I've been talking for a long time. Your girl is dehydrated. I'm winded. But I hope y'all have received this information. I know it was a lot. I know it was long. I'm going to let y'all know. I've been trying to be on the time restraint when it comes to me making these episodes. But damn it, y'all got to understand this is information. This is research. I have to be very thorough in explaining this stuff to y'all so y'all can understand, so y'all can get me. But I hope that y'all have been listening and really tuning in and receiving this information. I pray that I touch somebody's heart today. I pray that I challenge somebody today. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to hit me up on my social media accounts. Y'all know where y'all can find and follow me. Also, Anchor has this new feature where y'all can leave me a voice message. If y'all want to give me a shout out, if y'all want to be like, hey, sis, I wasn't feeling when you said that, y'all got a question. Be sure to leave me a voice message. You guys can do that by downloading the Anchor app in finding my podcast and leaving me a voice message and who knows i might even go ahead and drop your little voice message on the episode but i would like to thank you guys again for tuning in and coming to get these spiritual vibrations for your mental stimulation i have been your hostess keeks and you have been listening to another segment of meninge toi thank y'all i love y'all i appreciate y'all y'all have an amazing week